Hey, welcome back to the greatest team on paper, the fantasy football podcast. With you for the next hour or so is yours truly, Brandon Allen. Alongside me, as always, I have James Bennell and Greg Rostick. Hey, fellas, how was the weekend? Let's go. Greg, you, it off. you got better news. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a little roller coaster of a weekend <laughs> here in, in the golfing world. Um, Saturday, I was. Yeah, shot 79, able to sip out of the uh, golden chalice we all covet from uh, beating our assistant pro, Matt D. Um, that take. You know, and then <laughs> Sunday came right, right back around with some humble pie that golf always does. And uh, didn't even finish 18 holes. I was so bad. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Did you run out of golf balls or did, did the sun go away? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. I was <laughs> I was on my last leg at White Clay, you know? Yeah. White Clay can humble you from the tips. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. How about you, uh, California James? I'm good. I also played some golf this weekend. Um, we are all, – all three of us are preparing for our, our friend Matt's bachelor party next week. Um, so, I needed to play some golf. Haven't played in over, over a month due to some vacation time. Got to the course feeling good. Hit a good first drive. Took me three times to get out of the bunker. Got an eight on my first hole in four weeks. Oof. So Oof. that didn't that didn't feel great. Yeah, been there. Um, yeah, but besides that, played all right. Hit the driver well. I mean, I'm 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 optimistic for next week. But besides that, weekend was good. Weather's good. Ready to talk some football. I cannot wait for Hearst, man. Growing up, going to Pinehurst every other Christmas, and then to go back to play golf four straight days. I cannot wait. Can't yeah, wait. for me, uh, fiance had a big birthday. Won't won't shout her out as far as how old she turned, but it was a big birthday. Uh, had a had a river um, adventure, you know, floating down the river, boozing, and then we uh, ended up going to the beach all day yesterday. So, very good weekend. Um, but yeah, excited to get into the fantasy football podcast we got going here, episode two. A uh, quick shout out to all those who listened to our very first episode. Uh, we can't thank you enough. Um, but help us help you hit that subscribe button. It's free. You'll get notified once we drop new episodes. We are trying to do around two per week um, in the preseason and as well in the season. Uh, so, yeah, help us help you during the fantasy football year of 2023 and hit that subscribe button. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll jump in. So before we before we get to uh, before we get to the recent news uh, for this episode, we're, we're going to talk some recent news. Some extra draft stuff. We're also going to break down the uh, the top ten wide receivers. We all ranked our, our guys, so we'll go through the average ranking list and and see who we're liking. See, you know who's who's got who's got who where. So, uh, but to kick it off, before we get to recent news, I have a little game for you guys that I wanted to play. Um, and I always find this interesting. As soon as you know, right right when August rolls around, you start really looking into uh, the fantasy football. Well, all the moves that these teams make happen in what like May. So, you know, these guys change teams, you forget all about them, you go you go to summer, you come back, all of a sudden you're doing research and you're like, wait, this guy's on the Saints? Like, when the hell did that happen? So I always like playing this game. It always it always shocks me. So we're I'm gonna I have a list of guys that I chose that we'll we'll see how you guys do. I'll say the name of the player, and the first one to answer which team he's now on will get the point. And we'll just run through a few of these and see how we go. I also have a surprise one for I have I have a, a special one for for you, Scal. Um, but we'll kick it off. This all kind of stemmed from when we were talking Damian Harris last episode, and we couldn't remember if he was on the Bills or not. So this feels like a good refresher for 
for people playing. Um, we'll start with the running backs, and I'll give you guys a softball. David Montgomery. Lions Absolutely. taking over the Jamal Williams role. Yep. Um, here, here's some, here's some fun. These are guys that were fantasy relevant in the pe- last year or the past couple of years. James Robinson. Man. Oh. <laughs> hell, hell I didn't that? even expect that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. He was formerly right. what? The Jags? He was Jags. All right. If you have, if you guys don't get it in the first like three seconds, I'll just tell you. Yeah. He's on the Giants. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Chase, Chase Edmonds. Dolphins. Well, he went on the Dolphins last year. Yeah, but he's not on there right now. Yeah. Wow, this is making us Ravens. He's on the he's on the he's on the Bucks. Wow. <laughs> and you know what? He... I try to outsmart you and do a little bit of research here, but yeah. like, I, I... it's tough. <laughs> All right, I got I got, I got two more, I got two more running backs. I got two more. Oh, Devin Singletary. Oh shit. Yeah, so wow. this is an exact, I knew where he went. This is an exact example of you see a type of guy like that. Now it's not like someone that you're reaching out and going, Oh, you know, I want to play him, I want to stash him, whatever. Um, I can give you where he was, the Bills. <laughs> Devin, uh, Devin Singletary's on the Texans. Wow. Ah. These are these are guys that you're doing your draft. You get to like round eight, you're looking for guys, and you know, Devin Singletary could be in your lineup one week. But then you get to the draft, you're like, he's on the Texans? When did this happen? <laughs> um, last one for running backs, Melvin Gordon. Free agent. No. Unless, did he recently get cut? The Saints? He's on the Ravens. Ah, no way. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> what I was told. Of, <laughs> they got a lot of mouths to right. feed in that bag. We right, just right. did ba- absolutely yeah, horrible bad, on that segment. Bad, bad Bad running backs. Let's run through some wide receivers because he yeah, maybe yeah. will get, get these. Let's get some uh, popular yeah. names here, like Melvin Gordon. Right. Before you, there's a little more. There's a little more. Brendan Cooks, Texans or uh, uh, Cowboys. Sorry. Yeah. All right. One to one. Juju Smith Schuster. Go ahead, stick. There's no way. All right, time up. Patriots. I think I think Greg got you. Uh, well, I, I mean, I gave it to him, but <laughs> yeah, I know, I know you did. All right, another cupcake. Adam Thielen. Panthers. Nice. DJ Chark. Lions. No, that was no. last year. Mm-hmm. Um, the Raiders. Panthers again. Wow. Yeah. Here's here's one for you, Scal. Allen Robinson. I could care less. He's on my do not draft. <laughs> He could be bagging groceries. All I give a shit about. Greg, where is he? No idea. Steelers. Yeah, well, keep him there. All right, here, here's one. Marvin Jones. Ooh. Well, so he was on the Jags. Uh, did he go? He went to, to the Lions too, right? And then no, he was on the Lions first. Then he went to the Jags. Is uh, he over right. in uh, Arizona? No, he's back on the Lions. Wow. <laughs> Is that a half a point for stick? Yeah, we'll, we'll give it, we'll give him half one. All right, five, tight ends. Quit. There's only three I had that made me laugh. Dalton Schultz, Texans. Texans. Yep. Good job. Mike Kosicki. Patriots. Saints. Oh, no, Patriots. Patriots. Yeah. yeah. So I looked right. at that. Hunter Henry's still there too. Yeah. 
And I guess John New Smith is no longer. That's a shame. He he was. Is he the third good. one? John New? Where'd he go? I don't even think he's there he's anymore. Probably, I don't even know if he's there. I know. I was going to say, is that your third pick, James, to, to ask us where he is? No, my last one is Hayden Hurst. Oh, you know what? I just saw Didn't that. Didn't he go to the Lions? No. Same colors. I just saw that. Bills? No. Panthers. Wow. They, they revamped, huh? Yeah, but, but when I read that list, I was like, Panthers really tried to give Bryce Young some some firepower. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I'm glad we did that exercise now because you guys didn't know shit, and I honestly didn't know a lot of these before I did them, so it's always a nice refresher. Yeah, Though there's probably there's gonna be like people list, there's people listening to this that are <laughs> screaming right now. Just, <laughs> These jokers are doing. I this. probably All right, still well, wouldn't. I probably still wouldn't <laughs> get half of those right if you repeated it. <laughs> yeah, there's there, there's some bigger name ones. Like I tried to find some obscure ones. Like if I said Darren Waller, you guys know he's on the Giants. But like I was trying to get some other. There, those are names you're going to see in the draft and just be like, oh yeah, I forgot he wants the Panthers. Um. So yeah, that was our first trivia game. Didn't go well, but we'll try it again some other time. Yeah, I like that. I mean, we look like <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> this is this is this this is how we learn. We learn through failure. Um. All right. Well, we'll let's let's break it into the uh into the recent news. Um. I mean, first up, Alvin Kamara suspended three games. He was, it was rumored to be as high as six. Still hasn't gone through his appeal process, so this could even go down to two. Um. People have him going around the seventh round. What do we what do we think? How 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 are we feeling about the suspension? I'm glad you brought that up because I did a mock draft just today just to see like okay yeah he was going in the seventh and eighth round like pre news I wanted to see how far you know he crept up the board. Uh, two mocks that I did had him in the fifth round. Now I'm okay with taking him in the seventh eighth round, um, even with like the six game suspension. But then I thought about it like last year he didn't do that great. Like he didn't have one of his seasons where, you know, he got into the end zone a lot. And, um, you know, he had two touchdowns. And this is coming from a guy that played Alvin Kamara on Christmas Eve, maybe Christmas Day when he had mm-hmm. how many touchdowns? Six touchdowns. That Isn't it six? Yeah, like six win seven people fantasy chips. It yeah. was stupid. I got absolutely slaughtered. Shout out to Maddie D for having him. <laughs> but, like, that was, in my mind, I don't know if I like him in the fifth. What, what do you guys think? Yeah, I kind of have the same kind of mindset as you, I think. I think maybe if he's there sixth, seventh round, that's when I would take him. But I don't think I'm reaching for him. Um, and by that, I mean fourth, fifth round. I don't think I would take him. It's yeah, I mean, think. Go ahead. I, I was gonna say, like, uh, he, look, he had all the work last year and didn't really do all that much, right? Um, so the fact that a you have to put him on your bench for at least three weeks as of right now, you can't put him in the IR, so he's a clog on your roster. The sixth, seventh round is still important. Like it's later, but like you, that's that's when you can still get some very usable guys, and to put a guy that you can't use, and you don't even know if he's gonna be. The workhorse. I mean, Jamal Williams went to the Saints. He's yeah. gonna be involved. He's gotta be uh, the goal back, right? I some some sort of breaking news ish is Kareem Hunt is doing a free agent visit to the Saints. Nothing's happened yet, but he's making a visit and they're probably preparing. I mean, 
He's older. I don't know. I, I think his name value is the reason when you see Alvin Kamara in the sixth round, right. your eyes kind of light up, but I think right. he's, I think he's almost a trap. I think if, if you go zero RB and you want to take a stab that you get a guy that has finished in, as the number one before, then, you know, by all means give it a go. But I don't, I don't think you're getting, you're not getting the old Alvin Kamara. Like I just, I just don't see it. Yeah. And they, they really like that. The Miller rookie that they have in, Apparently he loves violence, which I, I mean, I read that before <laughs> jumping on this just to make sure, but apparently he's having a very good camp. Like you said, Jamal's there probably eat up some red zone goal line opportunities. I just don't, I don't love his value, especially like you said, he's not an IR spot. So you have to burn a bench spot on your roster. I, I just don't see that working out for me. I don't either. Um, what else we got? So talked about the Kareem Hunt d- taking a visit. That was recent. Uh, have you guys heard that TJ Hawkinson has not been basically practicing or doing any team drills or anything? Why? Why contract? They, they, it's unclear, but it's either undisclosed injury or contract dispute. But I mean, I haven't heard of any injuries for him, so it might be a contract thing. But it's again, it's still early. I mean, that's 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 part of it. Yeah. And, and you know what? I, I think he's been in the league a long enough time to understand some offenses. Um, I think he'll thrive in that offense, honestly. You saw in the couple of games that he went there last year, like Kirk loves them. So I'm not too worried about that, especially if it's contract. If it's something injury-related, I feel like you would – you and your uh, your updates that you get every five seconds, it's you would have something on that. So I'm not too worried if it's not injury-related. I'm yeah. not either. I think tight ends are pretty – deep position if you don't get Kelsey. We said that last year. (laughs) Yeah, well, we just made the wrong pick last year, (laughs) that's for sure. Uh, Dorch, or whatever the hell his name was. (laughs) Greggy Dolchich. Greg Dolchich. I love Greg Dolchich. I think he's going to be a good player this year. Yeah. Maybe we just picked him one year too early. I think you pick – anytime you pick rookie tight ends – even the best of all time don't do well in their rookie year. It's a it's a tough position to be we'll out there and trustworthy Kincaid. and run routes. We'll see. I mean, Dalton Kincaid, who knows? Maybe he'll break the mold. Yeah. Who knows? Oh. Um, the only other news I I wanted to bring up was there's I've been getting a lot of buzz about Javante Williams and that it's just it's mostly camp hype, but he's he's back, full practice, tearing it up. I I did a mock draft yesterday. And he was still around in the fifth, sixth round. I have a feeling by the time people start drafting way up, I mean, he's, he, he might, I don't know if he'll reach the second round again, like he did last year, but wouldn't surprise me if the more hype that comes out, some preseason games, you start seeing him cutting around. I think he's a, I think he's at least a third round pick, especially with, with how running backs are, you know, he's playing, he's still on his rookie contract. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, I think last year he got picked in the first round. Now I don't see him doing that, obviously, this year. But having Sean Payton as a coach, loving to utilize running back, especially in the passing game, um, yeah, I don't see him lasting the fifth round, especially if you draft right up next to the start of the season, right? What we're saying now is for people that are drafting in a week, two weeks, or whatever it is. But, um, yeah, I don't see him lasting, but. Good to hear that he's he's doing well. Yeah, uh, he's he's up on my list. That's for sure. I like him this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of just training camp and 
preseason. Like, you know, there's a lot of news that comes out. Guys get a lot of hype from coaches because why not? They're on their team. They're trying to gas up their team. You see these preseason games. What do you, what do you guys get out of a preseason game? Like a training camp hype preseason games. What do you what are you looking for? What are you not caring about hearing? You know, what 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 do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, let's be honest here. I've never really watched a full preseason game. Um, <laughs> I think I've even been to one and probably left at like halftime. Um, yeah. Only thing I really like watching is Hard Knocks. I mean, just shout out there, entertaining show. Get to see some of the locker room stuff. Um, but Which do I really cool. care? Do I care that Justin Jefferson went 10 for 130 and a touchdown in the first half of a preseason game? No. Get off the field. Don't get hurt. Stay healthy for when I need you. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I echo that. I, I really don't care. I think we did go to a game. I think it was in Philly. I think we lasted all of uh, a first half of the first quarter. And then we're like, uh, you you want to go to the casino? Yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just put that new casino out right next door. Right across the water. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, as far as like your the guy like the guys your, your studs your first couple round guys preseason means just absolutely nothing. I mean, they're at this point they're not even really playing. I think the only thing I ever really look at is um, in the final preseason game when they do the first they do like the first drive, maybe even the first quarter or two. Um, if there's a new running back on the team who gets the first reps, it's really like the first snaps who's out there. Then I know all right, he's the presumed starter. And then the the occasional you know rookie second year guy who's looking like he's doing pretty well with the ones, but again you're seeing two drives in a exhibition game, and now all these coaches are basically all these coaches have been talking about doing their joint practices mean more than the actual yeah. like game. So you know, like I think I think the motto, the the mantra is please don't get hurt. That's all yeah. that matters. <laughs> yeah, that's yep. that's yep. what's don't scary, man. Those joint practices they get physical. And that's you don't you don't have to worry about preseason as much, but those joint practices they get feisty, mm-hmm. and that's where I fear God comes from when we when yeah. we watched uh, DeAndre oh. do that. So I mean those get those get intense. So you just pray that none of the guys that you're targeting get hurt during those practices. For 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 the listeners that don't know, go right now. Pause this. Go go to YouTube and Google DeAndre Hopkins hard knocks, and it is it is one of the greatest football videos you'll ever see. I fear God, boy. Yeah, and now he's a Tennessee Titan, and now he's a Tennessee. <laughs> Titan. <laughs> yeah, uh, no no spoilers. Maybe 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 we talk about him on the top ten. Who knows? Um, yeah. Do you guys do you guys have any other? Camp updates, recent news you want to discuss, or you guys want to move on? Uh, just a just a little tease on the gambling thing. I think on the Hall of Fame game, Zach Wilson's over under passing was sixty six and a half, and I think he got sixty five. So that just shows you how good Vegas is, or Vegas is in the ear of them. Hey, get that boy out! Like he's got sixty five and a half passing yards, <laughs> or run the dang ball. That is. Uh, I just found I just found that funny. I, I saw that the other day, and I was like, "Wow, of course, here we go." NFL's already starting with this crap. Yeah, I, I have some. I have some tape. We'll save that for the gambling portion at the end because I, I, I think that's something we can discuss of how you can use Vegas and the and the sports betting lines to even help your even if you're not a gambler like us, you can use it to help your fantasy football 
um, season. It, it, I use it all the time year after year. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, all right, well, let's jump in. I, I, we wanted before we kick off the top 10 wide receivers, couple, couple draft things, just wanted to pose some questions for you guys. And the first one is, let's say you get the, you get the golden ticket, your name's pulled first out of the hat. You get the one Oh one pick. I want to ask both of you, who are you taking at this very moment and why? And let's assume since we play in a PPR league, let's just say it's PPR because it's either that or half point is the most standard at this point. But let's just say it's PPR 101. You're on the clock. Greg, who are you taking? Yeah, I mean, pretty simple for me here. Last three years, I mean, Beth Taxes and me taking CMC. So <laughs> um, I'm Christian McCaffrey all the way. He's been on my team. He loves playing for me. I'm a great coach for him. Um, and I just see him having another, you know, solidified great year. I mean, I, you know, his floor, I like his floor the best, I, I think. You know, as long as he doesn't get hurt, he's going to be up up at the top of your boards at the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with CMC. He he went from Panthers to San Fran, and my God, did he look like a, like a three-year younger version of himself in San Fran. Uh, I think the Panthers took a couple years off his life, and then he got rejuvenated over in San Fran. Um, yeah, well, the last three years, I think you've gotten the first pick overall, so I'm holding my breath. You know, I, I don't think I've ever gotten the first pick overall, but if I did this year, it would be no other. And you know what? I'm going to get slack for this. I, I know I am, but I'm going Mr. Cooper Cup. And let me tell you why. I know he might have a little injury problem. This is me saying if everything clears out and he's healthy as an ox week one. So don't give me shit for taking him right now. But last year he played nine games in the season, right? He hasn't had a below 15-point game in over two years in a PPR league. That's insane, okay? He is a bona fide star. Um, you know, in nine games last year, we'll, we'll say eight games because his ninth game, he got hurt, I think, in the first quarter or something. 75 catches, 812 yards, and six touchdowns receiving. Also, one touchdown rushing. Okay, so he's on pace for 150 catches, over 1,600 yards, and double-digit touchdown catches. Um, Stafford, it, you know, undisputed top target is Cooper Cup. I I love the guy. I had him in my one and only championship year that I had. Um, the guy was good for 20 points a game. It, it's electric to see him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I you can't go wrong with him there. I don't think you can. Yeah, you can't really argue. I mean, you can definitely argue that. They know how to get him the rock. They feed that man. Um, as long as he stays healthy, he's 15 targets a game. Oh, God. I looked, I looked at his first game stats last year. Opening night, he had 15 targets, 13 catches on 15 targets, like 128 yards and a touchdown. Like, how stiff are you for the season, seeing your number one pick overall and getting 30-something points on your first week? Come on. <laughs> Dude, there's, there's, his, there are no other wide receivers there, too. Like, there's, uh, there's no one else no. there. It's <laughs> – Matt Stafford look back. Matt Matt Stafford takes the snap, looks at Cooper Cup, looks somewhere else, looks back at Cooper Cup, maybe looks somewhere else, then back to Cooper Cup. I mean, it's 
And people <laughs> might think that is a bad thing, right? You might think no. that's a horrible thing, but it's not. Like the guy just well, gets when, open. When you're good, it's a yeah. great like when he's he's it's not like he just gets the ball a lot because he's the only guy. He's he's unbelievably good. If I sometimes I wish real life was like mad and we could turn off injuries because yeah. I think it would yep. be it we'll we'll talk about Cooper Cup in, in in a little bit. Um my I mean I'm I'm just rock and chalk. Um my my one oh one would be Justin Jefferson and it's kind of not close. The only other one I think I would take would be CMC if I really wanted to get a running back because running backs are, are tough to get. You know he's not going to be worried about his contract. He's he's about as sure of a thing as you're going to get at running back. But I've I've had Justin Jefferson in the past. I had him as a rookie. I had him last year. He's and let, let's let's just say something. Part of fantasy football is being able to like watch your your guys play. And he might be the most fun guy to have on your team because every every snap you don't he could go for sixty at any. It's almost like Tyreek Hill a little bit, but he gets he he can have a game with fifteen receptions. He can have a game with four, but have a Randy Moss number and have you know three for one sixty eight and three. I mean he's he's electric. He's everywhere. He's the he's the best wide receiver in the league right now, in my opinion. So I, it'd be, it'd be hard for me not to take them. And I'm a little biased cause I've had him a few times. So yeah, that catch, that's that part of it. Year, that catch against the Buffalo bills, my God, in, in clutch time, like not only did he make that catch, but it was to keep the drive together to put a winning drive together. He he's an absolute stud, like, yeah. you know, good on Howie for passing him up. Yeah. No, and no, uh, no arguments here. Yeah. Yeah, I, we're talking about the one hundred and one here. We, we can't, you can't really go too wrong, barring a barring an injury. Um, speaking of speaking of first round, I have another draft question for you guys. Um, I'm looking at a list of the top twenty four picks, which is basically round one and two. Are there any guys right now that you're that you're? I, I wouldn't say absolutely would not take because I think everybody has a price, but if you've done any mocks, who are guys that you just you're, you're avoiding almost like you're just not, you, you haven't taken them once. You really don't, you don't see the value that everybody else has them at. Who's, who's, who's a guy or two that you're, you're kind of staying away from in these first two rounds. Yeah. I, I really only, I have two guys. Um, I think probably first or second round would probably Johnny Taylor would fall into that for me. Yeah. He's going um, at 17 right now. I just don't like the the that situation and what came out of that and just doesn't sound like a good spot for him. And you know, I I mean he was never really high on my list anyway until he has like a great year. Um and then I know it's going to happen to me. Probably gonna be in like the fourth or fifth round when Keenan Allen is just there staring me in the eyes. And I think it's a great value pick, but I'm telling myself I'm not doing it this year. There's other people out there. We'll see. <laughs> I, I, I don't I have to not do it. <laughs> I don't want to burst your bubble, but I've been doing a couple mocks, and I think I'm taking Keaton Allen each time because he he falls to the fit. He falls to like the fifth round, and that's, I'm like, I know it's gonna happen. happen. It's gonna that, happen. No every round that goes by, there. you every round that goes by, it just makes you feel a little bit better. Like you know, he could still do it. Like, Scal, <laughs> uh, um, what about you? Yeah, for me, I mean, obviously, my number one rule is to not take a quarterback in the first two rounds. So I know that's not what we're talking about. Uh, arguably, you can take one of three quarterbacks in the first two rounds. 
Um, I'm sure someone will in our in our league. But for me, it's Ramondre Stevenson. Um, one, because uh, Belichick doesn't really have uh, a bell cow, if you will, for his running backs. He always is a committee guy. There's rumors that, you know, Zeke is looking there. Uh, there's a couple other people that are, are are visiting there. So I don't – I think they'll sign someone before the season starts, which will make me like him less. Um, you know, I think he had a great year last year. But, again, in that scheme, he's not the type of coach to just give the ball to one guy the entire year. And if, God forbid, he fumbles, see ya. You're sitting <laughs> – you're riding the pine. So um, I, I just – I'm not saying I wouldn't take them. I would have to see if they sign anyone in the next couple of weeks here leading up to the season. But um, I just don't see myself taking him. Yeah, I get that. I, I'm a little different on him. I I think he had Damian Harris there last year and still kind of became the the bell cow. Like once, once, once Damian got hurt, it was Ramondre's show and he produced. And even when Damian came back, it was – I mean, he finished as the seventh – running back and like you said it can it can be tough because bill likes to do a carousel but i don't think he's had a running back talent like like stevenson before over the past few years like it's he's kind of had a carousel but like he's had james white small guy and then laguerre brunt blunt like a bruiser like he's had that Ramondre kind of does both so I, I i don't know i think the fumbling thing could do it he hasn't shown it before but like you said if maybe if he fumbles a couple times he starts Bill Belichick starts beating him like Tim McGraw in uh, Friday yeah. Night Lights. You don't want to fumble. You don't want to fumble. <laughs> that's for sure. Why can't you hold on to the dang football? Um, yeah, I, I have, I kind of have two. Um, I guess Jonathan Taylor counts. Like, I, I don't think he's going to be in the top two rounds if he doesn't play this preseason or anything. I don't even think he's in the top two rounds. Um, but I guess it would be him. Um, he'd be one. Um, one. One, the guy that I have not taken, um, and I, I, I want to preface this that I love this guy. He's one of my favorite players, but I think he's being drafted slightly higher than I think I would ever take him, and that's B. John Robinson. And he's he's a stud. They're going to use him like a bell cow running back. They're on, He's on a good rushing team. I get all of that, but <laughs> – I, I I don't know. It just there there are just so many other running backs around those rounds that because when you take Bijan right now is going at the ninth spot, so I have to waste a not waste, but I have to take him at the the back of the first where there are guys. I mean Saquon Barkley's right around there. So Steph Diggs, C.D. Lamb, like yeah, there's tons guy. of tons of wide person. receivers. Yeah, proven. Nick Chubb oh, is right? going. Yeah. Chubb is going five spots after him, and Chubb was the was the rushing leader and has the Vegas odds to be the rushing leader again. There's Derrick Henry. There's you could even say Josh Jacobs. Like there's just guys that I think it's the new it's the new hotness and I get it. But like if you draft him at eight, you're basically saying you have to be a top three running back. And I think there's I think there's a chance that he's just has a good rookie season, but not top three. And, And, you know, that surprised me because you're hooking horns till you die. Uh, I lo- I love him. I'm pissed he's going this high because yeah. I want it. <laughs> and, and that and that's the thing. Like, I don't I don't doubt his running ability. I don't doubt his catching ability. But in the NFL, the biggest changes for running backs is pass blocking. So you know, if 
if he misses an assignment and gets his quarterback blown up, like that's not a good thing. So we'll have to see that in the first couple. But I agree. I, I mean, I know people are saying, well, they're going to give him the ball. They're going to feed him. They got him all. They got him that high. They're going to feed him. Like they're the number one rushing offense as far as volume last year. What would make this year different? I don't know. But for me, it's more like you said. There's a lot of proven guys out there that. I'd much rather have a safer pick with my first round pick. Now I just did like a little mock to see just to see what the two first rounds did that. The shocking one here is Calvin Ridley made his way into the second round. Calvin Ridley made his way into the second round. What, what pick? Uh, two Oh six. So 18th, right? Yeah, uh, I have an I have an ADP list, and it has him at forty, but he was at fifty like five days ago. His so stock he's is his stock is hype, rising. A lot of hype. It was that it's, it was that damn Zay Jones video. If they yes. never posted that, yes. I think he stays where he is. I, I swear I, to God, I do think I I do I do too. But like, I am just getting PTSD about Allen Robinson, like hardcore. Like if I pick another, I've gotten burned by Calvin Ridley before. I've got him when he had those mental health issues and he stopped playing. And he was my number two pick, I think, in the second round that year. So I have PTSD with that. I wouldn't mind him in the fourth, third, fourth round. Sure. But I'm not – I don't think I'm reaching second round for him. Yeah, yeah I mean – It's tough. I think I'm in the same same boat with you there. Like, I think he'd be a nice toy to have on my team, and he's fast. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, like you said, I think it's more like a late third – early to mid fourth round for me yeah once you once you get some solid three picks that like this is your team you know but yeah i I think the brunt of it is like it's all value like all these all the names we say and some of these guys like they're going to be valuable for their teams just where like if Bijan was in the back of the second i think it would be an auto pick for me no doubt it's the fact that like i have to take him this early where you could theoretically get Steph Diggs, like Steph Diggs is about as sure as they're going to fucking come, but I have to take Bijan two picks before him. Like, I just, I don't know. It's, it's, it, things are going to move, but they always do. It's, it, but the closer you're going to be doing mocks, you're going to love your team. And then by the time you get to the, the actual draft day, everyone's going to rise up. And now you have to really decide how much you like Calvin Ridley if you really want him. But anything else about round one and two? Or are you guys ready for top 10 wide receivers? Let's head into the top 10. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so this list we're about to say, um, each of us wrote down our top 10, uh, rankings of the wide receivers this year. Um, we, we averaged them out and we have the, the full list now. Um, we'll go through each of them, why we like them, who has them lower, who has them higher. And we'll kind of just take it from there. Um, the first one on the list to no surprise is Justin Jefferson. Me and me and stick have him at the, as our number one wide receiver this year. Um, Scout Scout has him at. I have met two. two. I mean, yeah, it, he has not two. Not that far off. So how about this? I mean, we talked about Justin Jefferson. I don't think we need to say how how great he is. Um, I guess why why do you why do you have him one spot below? What's what's the what's the hold up? Or is it just another player that we'll touch on? You just think it will do better? I I uh, just to go back to my one uh, one overall pick. It's Cooper Cup. Um. You know, enough said earlier. I think he is a big time player. Uh, he gets fed the ball. Um, so yeah, not not much difference. I mean, just preference, like you said, with with 
uh, Jefferson, a little bias. I've had him. I've had Cooper Cup in the past. He's won me a championship. So, yeah, um, I have one one spot lower at number two. Um, you can't really go wrong. One one A one one B. No. Um, is there any? Just Jefferson has finished as the number one wide receiver last year. Um, he's been just a ball of lightning ever since he got into the league. Is there any any concerns with with Kirk Cousins or the new addition Jordan Addison? Is there is there anything that would tell you that maybe Justin doesn't finish as the one? I don't really have any. The only thing I would say is that you always had that threat with Dalvin Cook in the backfield as well. Um, yeah. I don't think teams are going to look at Madison the same way as they looked at Cook. Um, maybe they they push coverage over to Jay Jeff a little bit more. Will that work? I doubt it. The guy is great at running routes, and uh, his footwork is amazing. But that that is the one only thing that I have to say about that is I think it's going to be a difference with the running back situation there. It might free up uh, you know someone in the secondary to shadow. Um, uh, Jefferson a little bit more than they would have if Dalvin was still in the backfield. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, for this list, we 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 are trying to split some hairs between these guys because they're they're all great. So it's just a matter of where, where's the ceiling for these guys. What's the baseline? And I think we can all agree Justin Jefferson's ceiling is the number one. He's done it, and the baseline is probably at least top five as long and barring an injury. So. I don't think we have to touch too much on him. Uh, going at number two, we have Jamar Chase. I have him at two. Greg has him at two. And Here Scout has him at – Yeah, this is interesting. I want to hear Scout this Scout has him at number four. So, um, me, I, I, think, I think Jamar has such a good chance to be the number one this year. I think he, he, was, a, he was a top ten or he might have been the 11th wide receiver last year he played 13 games he's he's only had his rookie year he had about 87 receptions last year he had 87 receptions through 13 games I think he could be I I, I don't think we've seen the best Jamar Chase season of his career and I think he's poised barring Joe Burrow actually plays I think he's I think he could really be the number one and if you want to take him at 101 I don't blame you one bit I I've consider doing it just to change it up a little bit. So I think his I think his ceiling is one. I think he's got Joe Burrow, so it gives his baseline pretty low. Um yeah, I I I, I love Jamar Chase this year. I love him so much. Yeah, I, I like Jamar too. I just let's let's hand it over to Scal here because we yeah. and him have let's, that let's see what the hater pick. has to say. And it I wouldn't was, say it was hater. I wouldn't say hater. Take Jamar. <laughs> okay, so. you know I, I get it. I get it. But you know what? I'm a big – when I draft, I look at a couple of things. I Obviously, I look at a lot. But the two things that I look at are who's under a contract here and who has a revenge game on the schedule, right? T. Higgins is now on a contract here. Joe Burrow loves him some T. Higgins as well. And I, don't get me wrong, Jamar is a fantastic player. But if him and Joe – uh, him being T, you know, come together and say, hey, look, I'm trying to get paid. I'm trying to get that bag. Like, feed me a little bit more. I am just, again, playing devil's advocate that maybe a few more throws go T's way this year instead of Jamar's, right? If that happens, it happens. I I just think that T's playing for a contract. Now, will they be able to pay 
T, Joe, and Jamar? I don't know. Maybe T is playing for a different contract somewhere else, and maybe T and Joe are boys that they can, you know, come together and be like, hey, I, I feed me the ball as much as possible, you know, in the right positions. You know, that's the only reason I pushed him to four. Now, again, I understand this is a, this is a talk show. I am just trying to ruffle some feathers here. I think no, I get it. No, you're not hating. I mean, four still. I, I think uh I think because there's Joe Burrow, like they really did just last year prove that they just kind of said, Here, Joe, run the offense. Like go right. be Peyton Manning, go be this. We're not gonna run the ball. So it's not uncommon to have two guys in the top twelve on the same team. We've seen it before. I mean, Scout, you have two guys in your top ten that are on the same team. So it's not like they both can't do that. I just think I think Jamar is the alpha, but you're right. I mean, there could be a separation a little bit there. It could just be a consistency thing, you know, like compared to some other guys on this list, like they don't have a, a second option. That's could be a starting wider seat or the number one on another team. So there could be T Higgins games and Jamar, you know, finishes with eight and you're a little upset that week. So I get it, but I think he's, I think he's just ready for, he's so good. <laughs> he's he's going to be great. Um, Going on to the number three, we have Cooper Cup. Scal has him at his number one wide receiver. Stick has him at number three, and I actually have him at number five right now. So I guess I'm the I'm the Cup hater. Um, Scal, since you have him the highest, pit, pitches why he's the number one. Mister Cup. Mister Cup, number Ow. number three on our list, number one in your heart. Yeah, and, and you know what? This is all about. Staying healthy. I get it. Injuries happen, right? You can't look for a player to get injured. Um, again, I'm going to have to do my research leading up to the season, leading up to the draft to see exactly what's going on with them right now. You know, I think it's a, they're being very cautious with him uh, in the preseason. He's a proven player. So, you know, he's got that chemistry with Stafford already. I think they're just going to ease him into it. And then come week one, my opinion is he'll be ready to go. Um, like I said, he was on pace for 150 catches, over 1,600 yards, double-digit touchdowns. You can't go wrong with him there. Um, you know, I think you'll be very happy with Cooper Cup on your team, whether you get him one, two, three, four, fifth overall. It doesn't matter. I don't see him going past five unless the injury comes out as being more serious. But, yeah. Yeah, I – so yeah, I have him. I have him lower, and I mostly. I'll, I'll. There's two reasons why I have him lower, um, and it mostly comes if, like I said before, if I could turn Madden injuries off, Cooper Cup would be my number two probably. Um, he's the alpha dog. He gets all the receivers. Perfect world. He plays 17 games. He's going to be a top three. Could easily be the one. He's done it before. I get all that. I guess it really comes down to uh, like safety in the first round and. As of right now, he's a 30-year-old receiver. He's coming off an injury. He just has a soft tissue injury now on his hamstring on the same leg. And just chances for re-aggravation. Obviously, it's early in the preseason. They're not going to be playing him anyway. You could, you know, you could do it. They're going to sit him out. They're going to rest him. And it's mostly if I had to draft today, I would do that. Now, if by the end of the preseason, they say he's fine, nothing's happening, all good. I'll probably move him up a little bit, but as if I had to draft today, there's just a few guys I would be much more I would feel a lot safer with than Cup because 
you know, hamstring injuries are a bitch. If you've ever owned Julio Jones in your fantasy football career, you you know what I'm talking about. It's I always the had a question worst. <laughs> always the had a worst. cue by his name every single week. <laughs> and the, the problem with these soft tissue injuries too is that it's not just oh like he's not going to play this week. He could play three snaps, tweak it, and they're like, well, that's our golden boy. It's week four of the season. We don't want to risk him, so he's out. So you basically just played a zero in your in your in your starting lineup. So that, that's truly it. Number two, it's it's kind of Stafford. I'm getting some weird vibes that he uh, he didn't. They wanted him to the Rams wanted him to renegotiate his contract, and he didn't, which. All, all for him, more power to you. Get your money, do your thing. You don't have to give it up if you don't need to. But he's also coming off some spinal cord stuff, which is no joke. And he is he is one real bad hit away from not playing this year. And it's just I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to foreshadow injuries. I'm just saying it's his risk factor goes up just ever so slightly with that too, because He'll be good, but can he be the number one with Stetson Benton throwing throwing the ball? I I don't know. Well, that that that's you, we'll we'll see. So that's that's the only reason he's. I would never take him out. He would be my fifth one off the board. I just there's a couple guys that I moved him past that I, I would feel safer with right now. That's the only reason. Greg, any Cooper Cup info, or do we nail it? No, I think you guys nailed it pretty well. I mean. Yeah, he, he just scares me injury-wise. I don't know. He so just, let me ask you me. this. Let me ask you this. We have the fourth overall pick in our draft that we have together. You're saying Cooper Cup's off the table? I'm not saying he's off the table, but it's how about, how about, a no, conversation him, him, we're going to have. <laughs> how about this? Uh, right now, you're, you're drafting at what, the fifth? Fourth. Fourth. All right. How about this? Justin Jefferson, Jamar, CMC off the board. Copper, Steph Diggs. Um, for uh, G, I know, what, I know what you would pick, Scale. I'd, I'd, uh, I'd ride with Cup. If, Cup if or Tyreek Hill? Cup. Cup or Austin Eckler? Cup. All right, well, then you would take him at four, then, because that's yeah, basically the... Yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah, I mean, well, you just named the guys. You pretty much named the three guys that I would take over him, and then then it's probably him. Well, and and, and to say our draft isn't until the twenty sixth, I think, or whatever. So hopefully, we'll have more news on what's what uh, with his injury. Again, if it's if it's still up in the air, I think we're a little bit more hesitant to take him. And we take someone like a Tyreek or uh, an Eckler or a Kelsey or or whoever. Yeah, I mean that that's why I moved them. If if I was drafting today, I would take Tyreek or Steph Diggs in front of them. And if that's the case, I got to put his ranking a little behind them. But I I could if again if he's fine later, take Cooper Cup. If you if if you believe he's that injury's not going to be nagging, take him. He's he could even fall. You might get him at a value this year. People are still spooked. You're at the you're at the seventh pick. Like I named all those guys. You're at the seventh, eighth pick, and Cooper Cup falls to you. I mean, that's that's a Christmas present or yeah. a trap. Who knows? That's where that's where it gets good. If yeah, they, that's, if you that's, get that's that why you do this. Oh. Yeah, and then right after Bijan. Um, all right, going to the going to the fourth. We have Tyree Kill. Uh, I have him at three. Scal has him at three. Ooh, Stick has him at five. So. Um, last year he finished as the wide receiver seven, or he finished as the, sorry about that. He finished as 
He finished as a top five wide receiver. Um, yeah, I I love I love Tyreek Hill. Why and why don't you like Tyreek Hill? Stick. He's drafted. Way I mean, let's just say it's not that I don't like him. It's just my rankings. Like I think he's no, still gonna I have know. a good year. Um, to me, yeah, I think to me, I still can't get over. Oh, he that finished as he finished of, as the wide receiver too. Sorry, he finished as the wide receiver yeah, too. It he just was, he was really good. I mean, yeah, I to me, I can't get it through my head that he's kind of a like Scat he gets back. fifty point weeks or like, and then he's, he could he, maybe he, have like he a wasn't. 10. That wasn't his case the last two years. I, yeah, I consistent know. as shit. I, that's why I said I think it's just in my head. That's what I think about it. But I mean, he's a stud. Let's let's be does honest. The Tua, here. Does the Tua thing bother you at all? Like he's one hit away, like James said for Stafford. That's Tua, my question. One, Tua, one Tua spooks me a little bit. He's one yeah. head injury away, or one you know blindside away from uh, who's their backup? Is it still um, uh, Bridgewater? I'll, 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 I'll look it up. Nah, I mean, yeah, but that's. That's another thing to think about too, right? Like, but I think even so, like even when Bridgewater went out, or I'm sorry, Tua went out last year, Bridgewater still found him the ball. <gasps> he wasn't as good. Uh oh, who, who do we got? Mike White. Wow, who is that? That's not. <laughs> what do you mean, do you mean? The, yeah. Mike White? The That's Jets why Garrett legend? Wilson did so. Uh, oh wow, I like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. And Skylar Thompson the Jets, and whoever yeah. the fuck, but uh, that. That makes me feel a little better. Like, if Tua goes out, God forbid, I like Mike White. Yeah, Mike White can sling the thing. Jets legend. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I like Tyreek. I mean, the guy did come out and say he's going to get 2,000 yards this year. So, you know, let's see if that happens. Yeah, but I, I've never been that much of a <laughs> – I've never been that much of a Tua believer, um, despite what our good friend Johnny R says that Tua is the best quarterback in the league. Um or no, he had, he said he had the best deep ball accuracy and then we looked it up and he just straight up didn't. But um I think Mike McDaniels is a really good coach. I think he's similar to Shanahan where he found a way to get Tyreek and Waddle the ball and they then they both ended up as top ten guys. Um I don't see a reason why they they can't do that. And I think to your point, Scout, any I I love Diva wide receivers because they get the ball. Squeaky wheels get oil, and if yeah. my receivers going out there saying I'm getting two thousand yards, I I bet they give him the opportunity to get two thousand you know, yards. And you know what? Their coach is such a player coach. He such a player vibes with the team. He's a little weird, but you know what? I think that's what they need. They're like a younger team. They're they're in Miami. Like that's the type of coach they need down there. And I think he does a great job for it. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited to see what he does this year. Uh, if he gets that two thousand yard mark, oh my god! Like if, if you get him, then you're thinking like if you get him in the six, uh, six or seven spot, you're like, wow, what a steal! Yeah. Does uh Ken Tyree Kill finish as the wide receiver one on the year? I think so. I think any of these top five guys have a chance to be number one. I mean, I you can interchange them. Yeah, I I think he can as well. But again, you have another younger guy, Waddle, there who will yeah. steal some steal some catches. But you know, if their number one running back is a rookie right now, um, so are they just going to be pass happy? Maybe. Um, so we'll see. Uh, we will yeah. see. 
No, I like I like Tyree. I and I I'm saying this as a non Tyreek believer. Last year, I thought uh, he was taken in the second round, and I just I don't know. It just I think to what, what Greg said, I was worried about consistency and didn't really believe in Tua. And I think Tyreek proved that sometimes being really 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 fast is you can't stop that. It's why you always draft the 99 speeds and men. It was it's it's cheat code sometimes, and he feels like it. Um. Next up, we have number five, Steph Diggs. I have him at four. Scal has him at five, and Greg Sick has him at four. So we're pretty much pretty we're pretty equal on all this. Um, I'll I'll pose this: Steph, Steph's been a a consummate fifteen hundred yard guy. Um, he has Josh Allen, so he has the quarterback with him. He finished as the wide receiver four last year. He had eleven touchdowns. But can can Steph Diggs finish as the wide receiver one? I think so. <laughs> I mean, like, I, but like, I mean, but there is a hesitancy, right? Like, there's something, oh, something yeah. about he 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 can't level up. I feel like he's you're getting fifteen hundred and over eight touchdowns and a shit ton of receptions, and that's great. Like, that's a you want him on your fantasy team, but. Does he have yeah. eighteen hundred yards in him? Does he have year out of receivers? Yes. You, know, you don't yeah. know if that's enough, right? Like I know that thing, that's why he's other going guys a later. Are studs, but I, know. I mean, Steph Diggs. I mean, he's probably as consistent as you can get for a fantasy oh. WR. You know, like yeah, pretty good floor. I've had him a couple years. Loved having him. Um, in hindsight, should have picked him last year instead of Dalvin Cook. But um, you know, him him getting at Josh Allen. Um, towards the end of the year last year about feed him the damn ball, you know, I think Josh Allen takes that as a positive, right? I don't think mm-hmm. it, it it separates them at all. I think that Josh sees that and goes, okay, this this dog wants the ball, so I'm going to get him the ball. Um, this this segues into a pretty good question. I, I don't want to take too, too much time on it, but does drafting someone in the Northeastern – part of the world or the north of the world uh, of the of the country bother you because come playoff time you could have a blizzard game you could have real cold conditions you can do that um does that bother you at all when looking at your first round pick such as Steph Diggs knowing that potentially in the most important game of your fantasy football year it could be a blizzard uh out there with with 30 mile an hour winds I mean, that's definitely a good point. Uh, to me, I don't think it's something I'm thinking about in in my first round. Um, that's not going to deter me from taking Steph Diggs. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, I, I can't I can't think about week 15 when I haven't even had week one yet. It's like you got to still even get to that point and Steph Diggs will get you there. And if it ends up fucking snowing in Buffalo one week, then you'll just have to, you know, react. But if I, if I start doing that, I mean, it, it, it'd be too much to think about. I think Steph Diggs is, I think to your point, Scout too, like he, he asked for more targets. He had 154 targets last year and he's still like, I need the ball more. And again, I love diva wide receivers. They get fed the ball. They had to work out his contract. They brought him in. They got to keep him happy. So I think uh PPR wise, I love. I mean, you can get him at like the seventh pick or something like that, eighth pick, and it's like I have Steph Diggs this late. It almost 
feels like you're 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 missing something but it just it's a credit to most the, the guys above him on this list are just they they can go nuclear where Steph is just you, every week is going to be you know a 20 point guy um going on to the next uh this is where it'll get a little interesting for for our rankings normally the top 5 has been pretty consistent but uh number 6 uh comes in AJ Brown I have him at number 6 Scal has him at six and stick has him at number seven. Um, so we're pretty close together on that. And I'll, I'll, I'll keep posing this question for the rest of the guys after this. Can AJ Brown finish as the number one wide receiver? No, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't really, I, I, I can't, six through ten could, is but I, just, I don't see it. I think these six through 10 guys are just like, <sighs> these are the ones where you're like, mm, I it's don't think I can be number one. It it's is. A, it's a good stack. So if I have, uh, I don't know, Tyreek Hill and A.J. Brown. Somehow A.J. falls to me in the second. God, I got the best receiving core in the league, in my mind. Mm-hmm. Right? A.J., for me, a uh, little sore subject, him him being traded away to the Eagles. You know, I was a big A.J. guy, loved him uh, on the Titans. I, I thought he was the future of our team. And then how he worked his magic somehow, and John Robinson ended up, going back on his word and trading the fucking guy to none other than the Eagles. Um, I went to see him live last year. I think I mentioned that on the first podcast where he could have had three touchdowns, had two, got one called back, but he just dominated. He is so good. Jalen and him have a great connection. I'm jealous of it. Um, As far as finishing number one, I don't think he can because you got Devonta there. You got Goddard there. Um, you got even guys like Swift that could take away some some receiving mm-hmm. some receiving work. So I think he's a very solid number two, maybe the best number two receiver if you happen to get him. But you're not mad if he's your number one receiver as well. Like if you you pair him with a a, a running back that you get in the first round and come back and get AJ in the second. I don't think you're upset at all about that. No, I totally agree. I think. Um... Two two points of why AJ Brown could even have a better year this year. Um, he only had eighty eight receptions last year. Um, that's pretty low for a guy that was the sixth, like the wide receiver six last year. Um, he's the alpha dog and kind of I think he could get more because a I believe the Eagles are going to throw a little bit more this year. Um, and a big reason of that is they have a tougher schedule this year, and it doesn't mean that you know they're gonna they're gonna lose more. It just means closer games. I mean, how many times did you know, the Eagles blow out a team by the first half and they and they ran Boston Scott until we finished the game. I mean, it probably happened five or six times. How many times did it was a Devontae Smith game and AJ Brown didn't really do much and they didn't have to throw? So I think I think they're gonna want Hurts to throw a little bit more. He's gonna need to throw a little bit more for some of these games. So and he's the alpha on the team. But I, I think there's just more I think there's more of a chance there's there's more of a throwing pie going around this year because we're the Eagles are just gonna have to you know, play harder teams this year and keep up and AJ could benefit from that. But, you know, it, he's, he's the first look, he's a freak of nature and uh, he's a, he's a, he's a great guy to have on your team. I, I don't think there's, there's any doubt on that. Um, Going into the next one, we have uh, this, this one's a spicy one. I, we have Devonte Adams at seven. I have him at seven. Scal has him at eight. And uh, stick has him at eight, but I I don't know what you I don't know what to think of Dante Adams because I've had times I I don't even put him in my top ten. Then I have times that he should be 
above Steph Diggs. I mean, I don't know. I, I, Jimmy G scares me. Um, I don't like Josh McDaniel. I like the Raiders themselves. I mean, their win total is going to be six this year. Like, doesn't seem like they're going to be good. Does he get traded halfway through the year? I mean, I, I don't know, but he's so damn good that it's hard to believe that his town doesn't win out. So I, I, what do you, what do you guys think? I haven't met seven is almost a, I don't, I need to respect his name a little bit, but he worries me. Yeah. I mean, I love Devontae Adams. Like the, like you said, I mean, the talent's there, right? It's just the situation that he's in. Um, but I am a little biased with him. I don't know. I do have him pretty low on my list, but I do love the man. And I think he's definitely a good, um, you know, second wide receiver for you coming back um, early, mid-second round, right? Like, that's a that's a name that, to me, if you see him as no, he's, he's going at the back. Receiver, he's going at the he's going at the back of the first. Is he, he's going at 12 yeah, right now. So, yeah, so if he does, if you do get, you know, maybe that 11th or 12th pick, maybe you can stack two of these guys. And then, like, if you get, if you see Devontae Adams as your second receiver, as someone's second receiver, I'm sitting there like, Jesus Christ. How do yeah. we let that happen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I'm gonna echo your point, James. It's just the unknown of Jimmy G. Like, can the guy throw it past 15 yards? Like, who knows? Like Devontae uh is good at creating separation down the field. Like his first couple steps are maybe one of the best in the league, right? So can he can he find him the ball? Um, so you know, I, I think he'll have a great year, but I think me having him, what I have him at eight. I, I think, I think eight is fair uh, for this year. I, again, he's one year older as well. So, yeah, a couple points on him. He finishes the wide receiver three. Um, he had fourteen touchdowns, and six of them were over twenty plus yards, which he's he's never done before. So I don't know if he gets fourteen. I mean, fourteen touchdowns. I think led all wide receivers. So I, I think there's some regression there, but he's. He's still Devontae Adams, so yeah. it's hard to believe. It's, it's hard to believe they go car as well. Yeah. So you're going so, sometimes you to... you don't want to overthink it. I mean, yeah. sometimes it's as easy as that. Um, next up at number eight, we have CD Lamb. I have him at seven. Uh, oh yeah, Scal does not have him in his top ten, and Stick has him at number at number six. I'm sorry, I have him at eight. Greg has him at six. Scal does not have him in his top ten. So I'm in the middle of you guys. Uh, we can we can try to wrap up these final these final three, but Greg, why do you love him and Scal? What's what's the problem with them? Go ahead, Scal. Let's hear let's hear what's uh, so bad about him. <laughs> I, I just wanted to stir up the pot a little bit here. You know, I think we were giving the Cowboys a little too much credit last episode, so try to bring them back down to earth. Um, but no, he he is a great receiver. Um, like I said, uh, you can interchange who I have with CD and I wouldn't be surprised. Would I be surprised mm -hmm. if he's a top 10 receiver? No, not at all. But, you know, I think that in my rankings, I'm looking at that. They already came out saying that they want to run the ball more. Do they actually do that? I don't think so. But um, yeah, I, I just didn't see um, him in my top 10. Do I have him at 11? Yeah. I'm right at 11. So it is what it is. If he if he finishes in the top 10, I won't be surprised. If he finishes 11th, you can call me a genius after the year. Yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, this is just going off last episode. The, yeah, the I mean, at least you're consistent. I'm like, a, I'm just the biggest Cowboys preseason fan. Ever. I don't know why. You're just a closet Cowboys fan. Um, But 
I mean, McCarthy likes to sling it. They might have said they're trying to, to run, but, I mean, come on, let's be honest here. Yeah. Um, I don't believe it, but that's what they said. No. Especially yeah, when Dak throws 12 interceptions. That's the only issue. It's like, yeah, Dak, hold on to the damn ball and throw it to your own team, you know? But CD's talent's there. So if they put For it sure. all together, I think he's uh, he's going to be in top 10. Oh, yeah. I mean, he he finishes the wide receiver five last year. His final, I think it was like eight weeks, he was the number one or number two wide receiver. Um, so it's there. I guess it's just a matter of they have a new OC. Like, do they go as fast as they did last year? Do they do they not want Dak to really sling it and maybe turn the ball? He's almost turning into Jameis Winston at this point where it's almost you have to reel him in a little bit. But talent's there. CD's really good. Like, like Scal said, I don't think you – I don't think it would surprise anybody. Uh, I guess, Greg, does he have the potential to finish as the one? No, I don't think so. Um, yeah. But, God, you just um, referred to Dak as Jameis Winston, and I have Dak as my number five QB. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Come I mean, on, we'll, Dak. We'll see. You're, you're consistent. Here, if, if Dak's going to be a top five quarterback, it's got to go somewhere, and I don't think Brandon Cooks is going to be reeling in 14 touchdowns. So. Yeah. You know, we'll 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 see. Uh, moving on, number nine. Scout, do you want to pronounce this guy's name, or do you want me to? Amon Ra St. Brown. <laughs> thank you, girl. Thank you for all the help uh, last episode. <laughs> thank you for not cutting it so I can get drilled into by our listeners. But yeah, Amon Ra St. Brown. Um, I like him because he's a dog. I, I really do. Uh, he knows every single receiver taken before him. And that type of attitude I love. Um, he's got a fighter me- mentality. Uh, I think he just gets peppered uh, with the ball uh, from Goff over and over and over again. Um, Jameson being uh, suspended for, what, six games, right? I think it's six games. Six games. So I think yeah. that bodes well for him a little bit. And then when he gets back, maybe it'll open up more uh, routes for him uh, a little bit more. So I, I like him. I don't think he can finish the top number one ever receiver, but uh, definitely in top 10. I, I think he can sneak into the top five potentially. Yeah, he, he finishes. So I have him at nine. Um, Greg has Greg has him at nine. Um, you have him at seven. You're actually the highest. I, I, he, had a, he had 106 receptions last year. I think that could even go up. But he only had 1,100 yards, six touchdowns. So I think there's room for growth. Like if he – but as far as – he reminds me of Steph Diggs a little bit where – you know what you're getting. He's definitely the one. He's got that dog in him. Like he's, it's, they're going to feed him the rock and the lines should be good this year. So I think, I think more touchdowns could happen. I, I don't think, I, I mean, Jamal Williams, how many touchdowns did he have last year? Like, like 12, 14, a lot. A lot. So th- guess what? That's 14 touchdowns out the door and down in New Orleans now. So they got to go somewhere. And, I, I don't envision David Montgomery getting 14 of them. So they're going to have to find new ways to score. And I mean, Amon Ra's there. He's, he's, he's the alpha. And I, I love Amon Ra this year. I think he's a perfect, if you get him in the second round, he's another one where you get in the first round, you get AJ Brown and then comes back around, you get Amon Ra. That's a scary one too, to have. And that's, that's very possible to do. Yeah. I think for me, um, he's kind of, I don't wouldn't say scares me, but like, all we have to go off, right, is just last year. Like, yeah, he had one good year. Um, he does have the potential for growth. Um, but to me, 
like I think he can finish top ten again. Um, but like you said, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Don't I'm him. probably not taking him. Oh, really? Yeah. He's going at the um one sec. He's going at the eighteenth. So he's about middle two right now. I think the reason like he's so good last year is because he went what fifth, sixth round. He was like the he was like the darling sleeper for a lot of people that like Yeah, but he still finishes won. the wide receiver seven. Yeah. Which is yeah, which is great value if you get him in the fifth or sixth round. Now people are taking him in the second. It's like do I want to do that? Probably not me, but other people will. So, fair enough. I think he's. I think, he's I think if safe. he's in the, I, I think third round, like yeah, hell, shit, he's still there. I ain't, he ain't getting there. It's the same thing with like Bijan. It's like I want him, but not at that price. I think it's the same thing with you. Um, yeah, yeah I don't know. I think he's. I think he's a guy that's maybe slept on a little bit because I don't think he can be the one. But I think every week you're gonna get eight, ten receptions, and it's a matter of at what what's he do with them, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, finally, our tenth, we have Garrett Wilson of the New York Jets. I have him at ten. Greg has him at ten. Scal has him at, uh, at number nine. This one's an interesting one because he has, he's, he's, he was finished as the wide receiver 21 last year. He has uh, tons of talent. He's going into his second year but you're paying for him that you are kind of projecting a level up here. You are projecting a, a big jump. And I think he can do it based uh, historically after a rookie year, a sophomore year for a wide receiver. It's if they do well in the rookie year, more times than not, they, they really break out the next year. And with Mike and with, uh, with Aaron Rodgers, I think he's a red zone thrower. I think would it surprise you if Garrett Wilson had 12 touchdowns? No. Nope. 14 touchdowns like I, I, I think the sky's the limit for him right like yeah just mentioned, he was playing with Zach Wilson last year Joe Flacco I think came in for a, a series Mike White my god and Mike White right so he's having these schmoes I, I mean give credit where it's due Joe Flacco is a Super Bowl champion but he's on the ass end of his career um you got someone coming in like Aaron Rodgers who is basically trying to prove to everyone that last year was like a, uh, not what he's normal, you know, normally doing. Like he he wants to throw the ball. He had Rodgers had a young the, the youngest receiving core last year. Um, this year he comes in. He brought over Lazard. He brought over Randall Cobb. I think that grooms Wilson a little bit more. Um, learning from those guys who have been with. Rodgers over the years, I think will help him make that next step. Um, and, you know, reiterating it's Aaron Rodgers. It's not Zach Wilson, mm-hmm. Mike White and Joe Flacco. So, yeah, I, I would agree with everything everyone's saying. This, this is probably the hardest receiver to place, right? Like, mm-hmm. would I be surprised if he cracks the top five? No, like he could this year, right? This is all like projections, on this guy, there's no pass to go off with this, you know, Rogers Wilson relationship. Um, it's all projections, and I doubt this guy finishes right at 10. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes up to five or is under 10 outside of that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a it's a risk reward a little bit, mostly because he's he, it's his second year. 
He's never done it. But, man, if it works out and Rodgers goes on a fuck you tour and he's his new Devontae, he's his new Jordy Nelson, he's his, you know, he's his guy. I mean, Greg, you know, and I, Dude, I'm I, I like it, would it I don't think it would really surprise me if Garrett Wilson finished as the number one, you know? Like there there are times I've done mocks that I see him and I'm like, man, I want to reach and take him right now. Cause like, <laughs> like I, I mean, 14 touchdowns doesn't seem that crazy. And that's you get around that number, you're really in the like, you know, he he's another one where if he if he's your wide receiver too, you feel real good. But if he's your wide receiver one, I think that's I think it would spook me a little bit. That's a lot of trust to yeah. go into something like that. So I guess that's why we have him at 10. But he's gonna be a popular pick. It re- like he's another one. Wouldn't surprise me if someone reaches for him in round one or something, you know, like back of the first, just to make sure you get him. Wouldn't shock me. So yeah, that's our that's our top ten list. Maybe we'll post them and to, to the world if I can figure out how to do that for our, for our socials, but we'll yeah, we're still doing this. We'll, yeah. we'll get better with each and every episode. <laughs> I, I feel like we did way better this episode, especially with names. Uh, that was some of our <laughs> feedback that we got from episode one is, geez, man, just learn some fucking names. <laughs> you guys are trying to you know, be a fantasy football podcast and you can't pronounce names. Mm-hmm. But I think we'll, Mike we'll, Gallup. Yeah, we'll, we'll learn as we go. Um, so let's go into our last portion of uh our degenerate mindset going to the gambling portion um i know you have something to say i i I want you to go first james with your take on how you can project what your um what your players are going to do on an average week uh i think Mm -hmm. i think that's a pretty good take to to point out yeah this is something i've been doing the last few years um there's a there's a saying Vegas always wins and it's it's for a reason they're typically not wrong I mean how many times have they set a line and over under a passing yards and it and it goes down to the final yard they're they're normally pretty sharp um and I think uh I think using the using Vegas week in and week out to see what's the highest over under what's the you know who's got the best odds to score touchdown this week you can use that to to your advantage to see who you want to play and it can help with with regular fantasy, daily fantasy, I mean, I was I was looking at it. Who's the top guy that's gonna who's who's odds on favorite to win the rushing title this year? Nick Chubb. I mean, that if if that's the case, you can kind of use that list to see who's supposed to have a good year, who's gonna score a lot of touchdowns, who are who's projected to win the the division, which means that who's gonna win the most games, score the most points, stuff like that. I think it's that you can use that week in and week out and really get an idea of a trend to help you maybe set a lineup. Maybe, you know, maybe yeah. it's a pick up a guy. Maybe it's, you know, you find out, holy shit, the, you know, the Bills game is at 56 over under. Maybe I play Gabe Davis this year or this game because it's projected to be a shootout. Whereas, you know, you see another game, it's a 37 point under under. It's like, well, that's a slog fest. They might not even score a touchdown. We don't know. So just using that throughout the year um, can be a big help because, God damn, Vegas is always right, and yeah. maybe you, uh, you got to just your item sometimes. It definitely helps. I mean, the guys that we named, right, we're not going to be deciding if we're playing them or not. If they're healthy and they're in, we're playing them, right? Yep. But this is when yep. you're in between two guys. Like, who do I who do I start? Your flex. Um, yeah. You know, in, in your flex or, you know, your spot playing tight ends if you didn't go after a tight end. you know, This is where mm-hmm. you can go and check, like, each tight end who's projected the most yards, who has the best touchdown odds. And 
like we said, Vegas is always close to right. So um <laughs> more right than wrong, let's just say that. Yeah, yeah. they don't they, let's put it this way, they don't lose. Like, they're not right. losing money. So they don't like to lose. <laughs> so no. No, yeah, that's a that's a great point. Um, especially, you know, like you said, stick the spot playing people like tight ends and whatnot makes me wonder if that's what you've been doing the last couple of years with your tight end play. No, um, no, I'm just a tight end genius. <laughs> you, you, you are the tight end whisperer. I swear, dude. The last every year, it seems like he pulls out a Pat Fryermuth out of his ass, and it works out. I'm like, dude, you just can't beat the guy. Yeah, he'll he'll sit Pat, and he'll have a dud of a game, but he'll start uh, Dawson Knox, who has two touchdowns. Oh my god, like, he had he had both of those guys on his bench, and he's like, ah, you know what? Let me let me play this guy, and he goes off. But his other guy did absolutely nothing. It's like the guy's a crystal fucking ball. Dude, NFL um, team should should contact Greg Stick and say, hey, can you put Dawson Knox in your tight end spot? We need him to score a touchdown because more times than not, it's happening. So uh, for this segment, I, I I just saw two more bets that I think are interesting, and then we can wrap it up. Um, I have we we just talked about Rodgers a lot. I have Rodgers over 28 and a half touchdown passes, uh, at minus 105. Uh, last year he had 26 with such a young supporting cast, like he had Watson, uh, Romeo Dobbs. Um, you know, he had he had people like that, Lazard. Uh, this year he's coming back, he it's a prove it year. Um, the year before that he had. 37. So I think he smashes the over. I think he has 30 plus this year. And the other one was Nick Chubb rushing touchdowns over eight and a half. It's minus 135. So not, not the best of odds, but uh three year, three year gap here is 2020. He had 12, 2021. He had eight, 2022. He had 12. So he had at least eight ever since coming into the, into the league. So um, no Kareem there. I think he eats a little bit more. Uh, I think you can smash the over on that eight and a half rushing touchdowns. Nice. I like those. Um, I would, I would, but the January and me was looking at things while we were on the podcast, getting, getting uh, the hold on, hold on. Bleep, bleep, bleep that, bleep that. No free ads. A popular sports betting page. Okay. Um, well, yeah. So the degenerate in me was looking at some odds and some bets here. I mean, just on the receivers, over 1,500 receiving yards. I'll just list a few. I'm not saying, like, we should bet these or anything, but just J.J. No, no, no. plus one. You got to stick to your guns. What are you betting? Yeah, we're going to put some money yeah, on this. Is a, yeah, we I'm can't just be like, growing my parlay out. I'm growing yeah. my parlay out. We're, we're yeah. at a six-leg six parlay right now. You're adding that to maybe, your Maybe I do it. Maybe <laughs> I do it. I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, so, fine. 1,500 regular season receiving yards. J. Jeff, Tyreek Hill. CD Lamb. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to plug in the boys. And, oh man, guy's an I over mean, guy to the day he dies. Oh yeah, gotta be an over guy. I'm not. I know. For, I'm not rooting for any unders here. Dude, this goes back to making a same game parlay, and we pick three guys to score a touchdown. The second the backup running back does, we're like, we're fucked. We're, we're not gonna kill. But um. Yeah, I mean, plus 200 for Tyree Kill would probably be my favorite one there. Over 1,500 yards. Wow, that's at plus 200? Yeah. Wow. And he said he's going for 2,000, so. He's got uh, 500 yards to spare. Yeah. Could skip a few games. All right. I love um, I, I, I have one. Oh, I, I, I'm not betting this necessarily, but it's more just a, a tidbit about betting. Um, 
Do you know who the most money is going to on MVP odds this year? I do not off the top of my head. Jalen? No. It's it's uh it's Justin Fields at plus two thousand. So they're they're projecting him to make a leap like uh like Lamar did. I'm just saying if you follow the money, the mon- the money is on Justin Fields to pull a Lamar second year, rush for over a thousand, win the MVP. But it's I mostly mean, because got, of his odds. He's at he started off at plus three thousand, and it's ju- it's already moved down to plus two because people are hammering this. Yeah. So I mean, if you're following the line, that's a good point that we we we've made. You got to follow the line. So if you want to jump on that bandwagon, you might as well throw a hundred bucks on it. Get smooth two thousand by the end of the year. Yeah. Maybe 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 think about drafting DJ Moore in the fourth round if if you're starting to believe some of this. Cool. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, you know what? I think that was right, a very successful episode two. Again, to all of our listeners, make sure you hit that subscribe button. We would really appreciate it. Help us help you. And you know what? We'll see you next time. I think our next episode is actually a special episode. We're doing a mock draft, so stay tuned for that. Uh, if you hit that subscribe button, you will get a notification when the episode drops. See you, fellas. Absolutely. Bye, everybody.